The Latter-day Lives podcast is not owned or operated by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Any opinions expressed or implied in this recording are solely those of the host and guests and not of any specific organization, unless otherwise stated. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 94 of the Latter-day Lives podcast, and we are back. We're back from vacation, and uh, it feels like it's been a long time. It's only been three weeks since we've had an episode, but uh, I I feel like I need to start off this episode with an apology. The plan was to go on this break, this vacation, but we were actually going to do it one week later, and then I had a guest who fell through, and so we just decided to start it a little bit earlier. But uh, I never recorded anything telling everybody that we were going on break three weeks. Instead, I just did it on social media. We did a Facebook post and a, uh, an Instagram post. And then I had planned to record a quick something, just letting everybody know. And I didn't. And I forgot about it, to be honest. I kind of thought, well, I did it because I was remembering back to our social media. But uh, after a week or two that we were off, I started getting some messages of people concerned and, hey, is everything okay? Are you guys doing all right? And uh, I responded to them and let them know, but uh, I am very sorry. So sorry I did not tell everybody. We were just on a quick three-week vacation. We're going to start doing this. We did it in December. I think we're going to do it every Christmas and every summer just to take a break. And I will just tell you, if I didn't feel loved before, the outpouring of love that I have gotten while we've been on break, it's just been wonderful. People have reached out saying they've missed the show and how excited they are for it to come back. So thank you so much for the support. And again, I apologize. But what a great show we have this week, and it's so good to be back. Um, before we get into this week's conversation, I want to thank some reviewers who left reviews uh, since our last time that we met. The first one is uh, a review from Justin Reeves, who is a dear friend of mine. You may remember his wife, Ashley, was on the show. Justin left such a sweet review. Also great reviews. These are all on uh, Apple Podcasts. We got one from Susan T. Jarks and Belinda uh, Belinda Guerin. And thank you so much to uh, all of these reviewers. We just love these good reviews because they really help other people to find the show. And speaking of the show, what a fantastic episode uh, we have for you this week. My guest is Ben Howington of Mormon Guitar. He runs mormonguitar.com, and I love Ben. You know people that you just, you meet them for the first time and you feel like you've known them forever? That's how I feel about Ben. We started talking before we started recording we ended up talking for a half hour, and I kept saying, "Ah, oh, we got to save this for the actual conversation. And then we got done recording, and we talked probably another half hour afterward. And Ben is just a good man, a talented man, and he even plays some music for you. So it's just amazing. And this week in my Latter-day Life, I'll tell you about one of the greatest testimonies I've ever seen of the temple. And it was all right there at my feet. It's all coming up. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's conversation.
And today, recording remote from the other side of the country, I am so excited. My guest is a remarkably talented musician. Ben Howington is my guest. Ben, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, I am so excited to have you on. Now, Ben is the uh, guitarist and musician. I shouldn't just say guitarist because you've got other instruments there. But <laughs> behind mormonguitar.com. And I'll just give a quick background. I was, I don't know if I was on Facebook or where, somewhere I came across uh, a song that we'll talk about in a few minutes, Way Wayfaring Stranger. And I listened to it and I was so impacted by it. I listened to it about four times in a row and then just randomly reached out to you like a stalker on Facebook. So thank you for responding. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you for, you know, sharing that with me. It's always fun to find out how people uh, kind of come in contact with it. And Yeah, I feel like I know Ben, but Ben and I have never actually met. But Ben, we're, I have so many questions about Mormon guitar. But before we get into that, let's get to know you a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your life, where you grew up and where you're from. Sure. So um, I uh, I grew up in North Carolina, in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is uh, where I live now. Uh, never intended to actually stay here in North Carolina and raise my family here, but it just kind of worked out that way. But um, I'm kind of North Carolinian through and through. So uh, but my family moved here when we were, or when I was three years old. And um, uh, I have uh, four sisters, so I'm the only boy. Um, and that, and I come from a musical family. Um, and so I, music was always around me growing up, but, uh, for some reason I, I never really, um, worked at it. You know, it, really? it was, yeah, it was, you know, we all took piano lessons when, when we were young and it, it was, I was lucky because my piano teacher was just phenomenal and I would, I'd rather go to piano lesson and listen to her play then have her listen to me play. That's almost how I, I, I almost viewed it as like a private conference concert every week. Um, uh, awesome. I'm sure my parents would, uh, love to hear that, you know, <laughs> oh, great. We were paying for your private concerts every week. Um, but, uh, and, and despite that, so it kind of like instilled this love of music in me, but I hadn't really started working at it. Um, uh, just practicing it. And I'm not really sure. Well, I, I know why it's because our, our piano was in uh, the living room of our home. And when somebody played the piano, everyone in the house could hear it. And yeah. I, I hated the idea of practicing and getting all my mistakes out and having everyone hear them. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah. were you, were you a little bit self-conscious as a child? Oh, extremely. Extremely. Gosh, that's amazing to me knowing you as I know you from Mormon guitar. That's surprising to me, but that's great. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, <laughs> I, I, you're not the first person who's, who's told me that. Um, but, uh, you know, every, every yeah. time I, I sit down, it's, uh, it's still terrifying. Even, even now when I, uh, uh I mean, I love it. It's not like I'm going to shy away from it, but uh, if, if you've ever seen, um, uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Actually, no, it, it's bogus journey. Uh, oh, yeah, when they, they, sure. they get up and they're going to, you know, give a, a, a big, huge concert. And all of a sudden they realize we don't even know how to play guitar. And <laughs> I, I actually feel that way every time, you know, oh, sitting so there and they're announcing me and like reading off this whole thing about me and what I do. And I'm sitting there I'm like, do I oh, actually know awesome. how to play? Anyways. Um, so you weren't into music as much when you were younger. 
I was um, into it, but just not from a playing aspect. And yeah, but that changed in, um, I mean, I, I, again, I, it, 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 I mean, I, I, I was good enough that I could get by at the recital. I could get yeah. by, uh, the, uh, weekly lessons, even though maybe I thought I was getting by more than my teacher. I'm sure my teacher saw straight through it. Um, but, uh, you know, so, so I was, I was musical. I knew I loved music. Yeah. From, I'm sure from, it was just part of me. Um, and then, uh, then I was in, I was 13 years old, um, when I first picked up a guitar and ah. yeah. And that's when, um, that's when it kind of all came together for me. I had already been playing uh, trombone in the middle school band and I, I stuck with trombone. I played it, you know, in, in marching band all the way through, through high school. But, um, but guitar was, uh, I mean, it was just something about it that just, I, I just, it just connected with me in a way that I've awesome. never experienced before. Um, do you, do you remember and, the uh, first song you really learned how to play? Do you remember like what was the first real song? I mean, not just, you know, chords and notes. <laughs> I do. And I am, oh man, you're, I can't believe you're getting this out of me. You're the first person to actually get this out of me because I have, <laughs> I have this whole like kind of spiel I give people about um, the genesis of when I started playing guitar, which is totally true. But you're the first person who said, who asked me what was the actual real actual first song. song. Sure. Oh, it was, it was more than words by extreme. No way. It that was, is awesome. It was. <laughs> oh man. Did you have all the hair and everything to match? Oh, <laughs> that video is so iconic. Isn't it? Oh man. I mean, it was, it was, I, you know, I was like, I just want to play the song and I'm going to paint my nails black, just like the guy oh, in the video funny. and all this stuff. But, um, yeah, that was the first real one, yeah. but so before that, um, and I'll kind of just give you a condensed version here, but I picked up the guitar because we were picking up my, my sister's, uh, friend from his house and he had a guitar and I was helping him get stuff into the trunk and I, and he put it in the trunk and he saw me looking at it and he closed the lid and he looked at me and he said, chicks dig guitar. And <laughs> And so I ran home and I found uh, this old classical guitar in my dad's no closet that only had two strings on it. Uh, I don't even know what it was tuned to, but uh, I figured out a Red Hot Chili Pepper song that I only needed two strings for. And it, well, I mean, it was super easy or whatever, but um, it was just like two notes or whatever. But um, and I played it over and over and over all, that entire night. That and, is awesome. And then the next so day funny. I learned, oh, I can go to a music store and I can buy more strings. And so I went to the music, <laughs> music store. I bought more strings. Of course, I bought the wrong strings and I ended up, right. you know, stringing up a, a, a classical guitar with electric guitar strings. Um, so it wasn't <laughs> that great. Uh, and that's when um, and and uh, that's when I learned how to to start teaching myself. And um, that is awesome. And so I, awesome. I taught I taught myself how to play ever since then. I've never had a lesson. Really? Yep. You see, you strike me as such a classical guitarist. I would have guessed that there were lessons. Uh, when More Than Words came out right before my mission. I'm quite a bit older than you are, but uh, it came out right before my mission. And so every missionary in my mission 
that would pick up a guitar. That's the only song we'd ever hear. It's such a guitar <laughs> song. So. So, and everyone was so oblivious to what the song was actually about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was not a great missionary song either. Yeah. But uh, but, uh, but it was a great guitar line for acoustic guitar. Oh, it's a great that oh, and how, drum at the beginning, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's iconic. You know, and how he's classic. knocking the guitar. I was like, oh, you can play guitar and drums at the same time. This yeah. is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and be melodramatic at the same time. <laughs> um, so were you raised in the church? I was. Yeah, so I was born in the church. Um, my On my mom's side, we go all the way back to um, uh, the early pioneers. In fact, uh, our ancestor brought the second piano across the plains. No um, way. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's neat. And then on my dad's side, his family was baptized when he was, I want to say, 13, around that age. Um, awesome. And so, it, and my dad's an only child, so it was my grandfather, my grandma, and my dad that were baptized then. And he uh, he grew up in Las Vegas. And Great stuff. Yeah, they got he got ba- they got baptized, uh, and then my parents met at BYU. And That's great. Yep. So you grew up, you growing up in North Carolina, which I've spent a good amount of time. I used to have a a customer I used to go visit out in Raleigh and the Holy Mm -hmm. Raleigh Durham area is just gorgeous. I mean, so green, Uh, but the church there quite a bit different, maybe then definitely different from Utah, but even from like the West, you know, Arizona, California, you're smack in the middle of the Bible belt. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, tell us a little bit about growing up in the church in uh, North Carolina. It was great. It was really great. Um, you know, we had one stake here. Well, we had one stake in Raleigh. There was another stake in Durham and Chapel Hill. That, um, so there were two stakes. We never even, I never even really knew anybody from the other stakes. I knew a few people, but, um, but all of my best friends were members of the church. They were either in my ward or, no, excuse me, um, you know, one of the other wards, but, uh, it, it we just cre- it was just this tight knit group of people that, um, you know it it was just it, I wish everybody was had that I wish everybody um, had that experience where you realize that uh, you can you can be best friends with somebody who is very different from you um, yeah. All you, all it takes is just being in the those shared experiences, being in the same Love place, that. doing things at the same time, you know, fighting in the trenches together or whatever, and you can look past all your differences and see how much you really love that person and how much they their friendship meant to you. Um, Sounds like a great way to grow up. It was a great way awesome. to grow up. Love, very, very fun. So you mentioned earlier when we were just talking, somehow missions had had come up before we started recording. Mm-hmm. So you left out of Raleigh. You served a mission. Where did you serve? I served in Belém, Brazil, and really? that is yes. That's the that's one of the Amazon missions. So I was right on the equator in the Amazon, and it was hot. I bet. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, that's that's a whole lot of heat. It was a heat. whole lot of heat, but it was and remarkable humidity, right? Oh yeah. I, I thought, I thought I was used to the humidity growing up in North Carolina. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's true. You got a lot there too. We got, there. We got a lot oh here, but you know, the difference is there. It's, it's unrelenting. It's just all the time. Always hot. Did you always take, humid. 
did you take a guitar on your mission? Some we had some missionaries in our mission who actually brought guitars with them. I didn't. Um, and it was a it was a mission rule that and that we uh, that we weren't that we couldn't have our own guitars and stuff. Um, and uh, and I was grateful for that rule because I think it would have distracted me a lot. But it was always great to uh, walk walk into somebody's home or even find somebody on the side of the, on the, on the street playing and be able to sit down and, and play for them and uh, kind yeah. of make that immediate connection. That's the great thing about guitar is like, especially when somebody else plays guitar, it's like you're automatically in this club. Yeah. You know, I want to be part of that club. I'm no part of that club, but and I love it. That's great. <laughs> but here's the thing, you know, even if you can only play one chord or even one note, you're in the club. Yeah. It's very low bar to be in this club. In that fact, you really don't even cool. have to play. You can just like guitar music and you're in the club. Well, I definitely like guitar music as we've discussed. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you're also a singer. I could, did that. Did you use that talent during your mission? Uh, no, I, I, well, I don't consider myself a singer at all. Um, oh, come on. No, it's true. It's true. Um, I, uh, I, I hide behind the guitar a lot. Uh, but there's, you know, there's sometimes that there's just... Six strings aren't enough. (laughs) (laughs) And you got to get it out there. And, um, you know, I I wish I was, you know, this is a funny thing that that's, that's one of the things that a lot, and maybe I'm just kind of projecting my own feelings here on other guitar players that I know that don't think they have good voices, but um, I feel like we, we hide behind our guitar because we're, self-conscious about our voice when we don't even really allow our voice a chance um because mm. we're always hiding behind the guitar whereas you know i used to think that uh um that somebody who had an amazing voice it was just genes and and they were just blessed with that voice and there's really nothing i can do about it now of course genes plays a part of it um sure. but I, I'm completely overlooking all the work that they put into their craft and yeah. how, and, and, and I didn't put that work into my craft of singing. And so it's not fair of me to judge them. And instead realizing, you know, I just need to put myself out there. I just need to sing like nobody sing as if nobody was listening yeah. and, and just kind of go for it. And, you know, Jimi Hendrix, not a great voice. Bob Dylan, <laughs> not a great voice. You know, yeah. all these iconic musicians, not a great yeah. voice. You know, music is about more than notes, and it's about more than mm. uh, playing the right notes. It, it's about m- music. Music is a spiritual language. It is a way to pour out your soul. Right. And, and when when you do that, no matter how good of a singer you are, People are going to be able to feel that. That's so awesome. It's great. You come home from your mission mm-hmm. and uh, back to North Carolina? Actually, I went to Rick's College for a year before Uh-oh. the mission, um, and they announced the change to BYU-Idaho two months before I got home from the mission. I've just got to say, North Carolina to Rexburg to the equator I don't know if you could go to Pretty more extreme. extremes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. And when I got back from the mission, my roommate, he had served in Billings, Montana, and he wanted to sleep with a window open every night. <laughs> and I, would, 
<laughs> I was I was freezing, but uh, but it was fine. You know, I got used. So to you it left again. out of Ricks and mm-hmm. then came back to BYU Idaho. Came back to BYU Idaho. And what I, did you study? I uh, graduated in communications with a focus on PR. Oh, awesome! Very yep. cool. Met my wife at at uh, BYU Idaho, uh, and then uh, the rest is history. Now we have four kids. Uh, we got one boy and three girls, and uh, our oldest just graduated middle school today, and he'll be going into high school next year. So, oh, that's such a great time. Yeah, in life. so I'm How a, cool. <laughs> now, is your wife thanks from? For, thanks for reassuring that's a great time because right now it's pretty scary. Oh no, it's fantastic. <laughs> Trust good. me. As they move up the ranks, it's wonderful. Oh, it's it's awesome. Is your wife from the South also? She's not. Well, I mean, she is. She's from uh, Houston, Texas, just a different part oh, yeah. of the South. Different, different kind of South. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely its own flavor of the South. Yeah. So when did, when was the first time that you played a hymn on guitar? Oh, man. How do you ask such great questions? Because <laughs> Maybe it's even, a terrible question. No, it's, a, a, it's a great question because even as I just shared with you about all the times I would come across somebody on my mission with a guitar and sit down and play with them. I didn't know any hymns at the time. Like I, it, I didn't mm. sit down and play a hymn like people hear me play now. I sat down and I played Steve Ray Vaughan. <laughs> <laughs> Double trouble. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, he's kind of the godfather for me. The, the, of, uh, of Speaking of Texas. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. He's awesome. So, um, so the first time it was, it was the year I got back from my mission and, um, and I, I can't even remember how it kind of happened. I was just kind of, I, I was just kind of came across, uh, I don't know. It just kind of happened. The, but the first song was, um, I wonder when he comes again. Hmm. And, uh, and maybe it's just because the melody on the key that I was in just kind of easily came out of those chords um that it just kind of happened i mean here i i I have my guitar right here so i can even play just like 10 seconds of kind of how it happened please love to hear it i mean it was like i was just kind of messing and it was that was it awesome and uh and so then it was okay. Well, I got. I guess I got to finish this thing. So, um, I have. I hadn't played that in a while. So even then, it was like, oh, I hope this is the right chord. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but anyways, that, that's that's kind of all it took. Now I did that one, and then I did. Uh, I love to see the temple a little while later, but not much later, because um, they're kind of um, in the same key and stuff. But then I also yeah. did. Um, and then along the way, I, I ended up doing like, because of, you know, a friend, this is when, you know, kind of recording equipment all of a sudden became accessible and all you needed was, right. you know, a few things and you could, you know, make legit music or better sounding than it was uh, when I was growing up. And sure. so, you know, I did like a little jazz version of Popcorn Poppin' um, that, uh, and then like I did like a Bossa Nova version of um, Master of the Tempest is Raging. Um, these, oh, and these are so things cool. that, these are things I, I haven't played in, you know, 15 plus years or whatever. Um, and I probably do them completely different now, but that's, but that was kind of the progression of it right then. Then it stopped. And then I, hmm. I graduated, um, college 
uh, you know, went to go get a, a job and did all that. And then, um, but then it was 2012 or 2000. It was it was in 2012 because um, Mormon Guitar started in 2013. Um, but it was in 2012 that uh, I, uh, you know, I, I had done the the whole public relations thing, worked for a, a PR firm in New York. But then I, but then in my career, I, I started doing a lot more branding as well as web design and building out WordPress websites. And so I, I, and I was looking for a project for myself, kind of like a personal playground to be able to try out different things, you know, um, that it was kind of, I didn't have to do this for a client or whatever they think it's whatever I think. And I wanted it to be more than just a blog, uh, of me just writing down my thoughts. I wanted to have like content. I wanted to create something. Yeah. And, uh, and I, that's when I had the idea of, um, Actually, it started kind of with an idea of doing an album of primary songs on the guitar. And ah, interesting. Yeah. And then, and then I, I had had that thought and I was like, I bet I could do that here. I could apply that to this and I'll just schedule it out and I'll do one a month because I didn't have any of them done. Um, but, or I didn't even know what I was going to do. Uh, but I figured I, I could start it and um, each month I would do a new one. And I would publish that one, but most importantly, and this this is this is the biggest thing with Mormon guitar is that Mormon guitar isn't just me playing hymns and primary songs on the guitar. This is me teaching you how to play hymns and primary songs on the guitar because, in my opinion, that's where the true joy comes from is being able yeah. to uh, communicate as well. You know, music to me music is a spiritual language you understand right. it and you should also try and speak it and just like i was saying earlier about you know singing and it, it it's it's pouring out your soul and I don't, I don't care if you're off key or not or whatever if you're pouring out your soul i'm gonna feel that and mm, and I love that you know when and when somebody says you know when they're listening to music and, and they say oh man you know i can really i can really feel that in my soul i or that really speaks to my soul. I, I think there's a lot of truth in that. I think that music I is, believe it. is one of the clearest examples that we have of a spiritual language because it's just I think there's a reason. There's a reason we have a music in all of our meetings. Yeah. You know, it brings is, the spirit. There's a reason music is in every religion, in every culture dating back to the beginning of time because yeah. And, and, and music is just physics. It's just vibrations. And that physics allows, you know, mm. uh, you know, these, these notes work together. These notes don't work together. There's only these many, yeah. you know, so tones and before you get up to an octave and if it is physics, that means it, it sounds the same here as it does on the other side of the world as it does on the other side of the universe. Yeah. And we're just talking it's, about it, physics it's, here. It, but it's beautiful how it brings in the spirit. Um, did you, did you go to YouTube? Like, was that always the plan was to start a YouTube channel? No, actually. I, I actually wrestled for a while as to whether, um, cause I always saw it as a website and YouTube was just going to be a way to host the videos and then embed the videos on the website. And I almost, um, picked Vimeo to do it because mm. Vimeo's playback, um, player was was better than youtube's but i ended up doing youtube yeah. and it, it's been uh it's been fascinating to see that the youtube channel 
kind of took off on a life of its own um, than even the website. Yeah, you have a lot of followers on, I mean, you're very, very popular on YouTube. You've got thousands upon thousands of followers, which is awesome. Uh, your first video goes up. It's I Love to See the Temple uh-huh. uh, was the the first one. How intimidating was it to put out your first, put your first video out there? Well, I mean, you've started a podcast. I think you know exactly how intimidating it was. It was terrifying. That, yeah. was, that was one of the most terrifying moments of my life was hitting publish on that first yeah. song. Um, because you're putting yourself out there. And, you know, no matter what people think about my playing, I know I know people that are better than I am. And so I, in, in, in that I think could do a million times better with Mormon guitar than I ever could. Um, so there's always that, um, that hesitation. Thinking. I, I got to challenge that a little bit though, Ben, because mm-hmm. you do it. And, and I will say something, not being a musician myself, but being a huge guitar fan, a huge blues fan, you play these songs as blues songs, as jazz songs. You play it, you know, you know, your, your facial expressions. I love, <laughs> like, I enjoy the music and I've listened to the music too. And for my listeners, uh, I mentioned to Ben before, I probably listened slash watched three or four hours of Ben's music because I, I'm just in love with it. Um, but you also, you play, you get the BB King face going <laughs> while playing. If you could hide a collop, like it's, it's a, an amazing <laughs> Mix, but even from your first, you know, I love to see the temple. You've you've got all the kind of classic indicators of a great jazz or blues artist. Your eyes are closed, your head is moving as you're feeling the notes. Was there any trepidation of taking a hymn and making it that personal for you? Well, yes, I, I, well, absolutely, because that's really where that's that's what it's taught me, you know, because that that. Uh, that that feeling of well, I know all these people that are better than me, and you know, should I do this or what? Out ever, Mormon guitar. This whole process has taught me that exactly what you were just saying that it, it's 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 that's not the case. It's irrelevant. It's because we're all individuals and we all speak individually. And the whole you know, getting into it and closing your eyes and you know, making the facial expressions. I, I don't, I don't realize that I do those. Oh, of um, course. You know, I don't think anybody does. Um, it's and, so natural the way you do it. I mean, I don't know that you could, but, but I don't think you could play any other way. It It's hard. <laughs> well, at least for me, but there are guys that are incredibly and, and, and they play beautifully. And they, it, I don't think you have to make the, the, the blues faces in order to pour out your soul uh, through the music. But for some people that it, it really just kind of comes out and, and, and I'm I'm one of them. Um, I try yeah. I try no, to keep it in check. Natural. Some it's beautiful. But, no, um... it's don't. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's one of the things I enjoy about it. Is I it's, I see you feeling the music. What what was the response from people when when they first saw this? Uh, it was um, unexpected, or or it was in, it was encouraging the initial response from everybody. But you know the initial response, that first one that I did. The initial response was my friends, you know, because I, I published it and sure. I let everybody know. And the people that knew were my friends. Um, yeah. the, the key was when the beginning of the next month came, I, I did another one. 
and that one yeah. was uh, that one was when I'm baptized. And again, you know, kind of a soft little nice pretty one like the first one, but that that kind of th- then then the pool got a little bit bigger, you know, cuz cuz then yeah. it was I think cuz then True. my friends they they said, "Oh, okay, Ben's actually doing this. I I'll, I'll share this with my friends to let them yeah. know." Um and then the third one was uh Book of Mormon stories and that's kind of that was when it really kind of took off which is so awesome it's so great it's and that song was meant to be played the way you play it so our audience has not heard you or some some of our audience may not have heard you yeah. can we get a sampling of what we're talking about here yeah sure so I'll I'll just so Book of Mormon stories just to kind of give you the idea so so every song that I do I always try and it it, it it's more than just playing pretty notes or whatever, you know, music is a story. And so, and you know, when you're talking about the book of Mormon, book of Mormon stories, I mean, it's a beginning to end type thing. So it was kind of the idea of each verse built on each verse. So, you know, even that very first, uh, verse of, um, you know, there's just that one melody line thinking, okay, this is them, you know, leaving Jerusalem, they're heading to the, to the new world or stuff. And then, and then, uh, you know, they get here and then, you know, the population starts growing. So then, you know, the, the second verse kind of adds into that, in that harmony. Well, so now you're getting those notes and then, you know, it starts growing more. So now the third verse, you know, you got three part harmony. And then, and then kind of just all, everything breaks loose, you know, with you. And then it's kind of like played it it as loud as you can with it. And so that's kind of how the song progresses. It's awesome. Gosh, that's cool. And then I always say, you know, because like the last note of it is just this, uh, you know, just this uh, at the very end. And I always envision that as the fade to black or cut the black of, you know, <laughs> the stone going over the plates or whatever, you know, that's kind of like, that's the end of it. Closing the book, we're done. That is so great. It's and, so fun. And so that was the one that kind of really took off. Cause that was, that was the one that, I mean, if you want to say, I don't like to use the word viral, but it was it when it started getting yeah. shared by people that I don't know with people that I don't know, and they were sharing it. And, um, somebody, you know, some of the other uh, blogs and Facebook pages out there and stuff, they started public, you know, sharing it with their people. And so that was kind of, that was the first big wave of, of um, listeners that came on board. Um, yeah. And so then it, then it was, so that was the third song. And then that, that was the moment where it was, okay, I'm in this. I got to keep going, you know, like I, I, you know, and, um, and, and it's been, <sighs> you know, it's not easy because I, I don't ever want to just do an arrangement just to do an arrangement. I want to find something about that hymn or that primary song that at least for me is new. And I want to, um, explore that. Uh, and so each, so I give myself a month to kind of uh, come up with something. And, and I feel like at the end of that month, when I finally sit down and I record it and I write out the music and I, um, you know, I'll, I'll, for, for a lot of them, I haven't done it for all of them, but, um, 
you know, a lot of them I'll, I'll even shoot uh, a video lesson to, that teaches you, you know, step-by-step step how to play it and stuff. Tell me about playing like Battle Hymn of the Republic. Mm-hmm. You took such a different take on that song. It was not what I expected. <laughs> it wasn't I what thought I it was. It wasn't Beautiful. what I was. Well, thanks. It wasn't what I was. It wasn't what I was expecting. It was going to turn out to be as well. Um, you know, early on, uh, like the first year of Mormon guitar, I felt like uh, the, the easiest thing for me uh, was to allow other people to to pick which song I was doing that month, so that I wouldn't allow myself to hit a rut and just say, "Well, maybe I maybe I chose the wrong song, so I'm going to back out and do something else," because then you know, you'll, you're never going to get anything done. And so that one, the battle hymn of the Republic, my, my dad actually picked that one for me. And I felt like mm. that was, that was like him shoving me out of the nest and like, you know, or, and just saying, good luck with this one. You know, Oh, you think you're hot stuff now doing all this. Okay. <laughs> I choose battle hymn of the Republic. <laughs> oh, it's phenomenal though, Ben. It's so good. Oh, thanks. Thanks. And that, that was one of those. So, so when I arrange these, usually for the first, at least week, I don't even, I don't even pick up the guitar. I mean, I'll play guitar with other stuff, but I don't even try to arrange it on the guitar. Instead, I, I just kind of mull it over in my head and, you know, I study the song, you know, look up the history, read the lyrics, all this stuff, you know, just to kind of like let that inspiration come. And I had the idea of, you know, cause it's an old civil war song. So it's like, you know, it's kind of a marching song and I'm like, oh, I'd like, and I, and I already done March, the whole marching theme with, um, uh, we'll bring the world is truth, which was right. also looped. Um, yeah. But I wanted to kind of do that again. And that's when that's when just that that Texas blues shuffle kind of came to came to my mind. You know, the whole uh, the whole, you know, and then it was like, oh, wait a second. I think we're on to something. And so, you know, uh, and so here I'll I'll sing a little I'll sing a little bit of the first verse of it. So that's what I was gunning for. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes have seen the glow of the coming of the Lord. He's trampling out the vintage way. The grapes of wrath stored. He had loosed the faithful line of his terrible swift soul. His truth is marching on. Oh, I love it I mean, so it just, much. Bravo. <laughs> thank you. That was one of ben, those. That where, is so great. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Um, I really appreciate that. Uh, I mean, it really does. You know, it's not just lip service. I mean, like when people tell you, it, it, it just makes you feel good because it, it, you know, that was one of those where when I kind of, when I, when I made that connection to, uh, you know, Texas Blue Shuffle. That song wrote its the arrangement wrote itself in. I don't know if I can ever hear it. Thirty seconds. 
I don't know if I can ever hear it differently. Like, like <laughs> it's, it be, has become so natural. I probably watched that video like four times because in my head I was thinking, this should not work. <laughs> it shouldn't work, but right? It, it, it does write itself. It's so natural. And, and by the second or third we, time, it's just right. Yeah. And you know, when I was in the process of doing it, I was telling friends about it. I was like, oh, I'm doing Battle of the Room. Battle him of the Republic, and I'm going to do it as a blue as a as a blue shuffle. And I'm like, what? That's not going to work. <laughs> and then I'll play the first bar for him, and all of them are like, oh yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, it is beautiful. And it, it, I want to ask you before you know before time is up, mm-hmm. I want to ask you a little bit about Wayfaring Stranger, sure, because that is you know I I mean I love all the hymns, but give us a little bit. Give us a little bit of background on Wayfaring Stranger. So Wayfaring Stranger is one of those where, you know, we we have we have the hymns that we know in the hymn book. There are so many hymns out there that are beyond that are not in our hymn book. Um, and so there's this this large library of gospel and folk tunes. Um, and I feel very blessed to be in North Carolina because I'm I'm surrounded by it. And, you know, these, these are songs that don't even really have a, an author. Um, some of them, you know, a lot of them, they just, they just kind of happened or, you know, so, so in, in that there's lots of little versions of them out there. And Wayfaring Stranger is one of those that um, I feel is, 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 it's a really popular one of those old folk gospel tunes Um but it's always still flown under the radar just enough so that uh, if people have heard it, it's been a long time since they've heard it, or if they haven't heard it, um, you know, they wonder why they hadn't heard it. Yeah. I don't think I knew it at all. And it's now one of my favorite songs. It's such a good song, isn't it? Oh, Ben, it's so good. And your rendition of it is really stirring. Oh, thank you. And I don't know if I need to keep prodding to get you to play a little <laughs> bit, but I will. We'll keep uh, talking about Wayfaring Stranger until, you know, unless you don't want to play, you don't have no, to. No, 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 I, I can play it. Um, let me, um, this is what kicked it all off for me. I mean, oh, this yeah? is where I, where I, where I became, uh, the Mormon guitar fan. So oh, here, let me, um, let me pick up cause I did this one on the electric guitar here. So let me, yeah, let me kind of and while you're doing that, I just, because we're starting to get uh, close to time, I just want to make sure everybody knows mormonguitar.com is where you can find uh, Ben's website, and it goes into more detail about how you can learn his music. Uh, if you like what you hear, which you should, you can download the digital album from Deseret Book, which is just awesome. Uh, there are two albums, right? There's yep, two, two My albums. Heart. And then just Mormon guitar, a renewed love for hymns. By the way, Mormon guitar, uh, both albums actually, uh, out of five stars, you have five star rating, which is not surprising at all. But they are available for digital download if you go to Deseret Book. And you can also you want to learn uh, physical CDs at Deseret Book as well. Oh, they have the physical CDs. Yeah, they're, as well. they're in awesome. they're in all the Deseret Book and Siegel Book stores. It was actually. Uh, 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 it was Coveted Communications that that um, published the albums, so you can oh, kind of get them so anywhere awesome. that you buy uh, any of your other LDS uh, swag. <laughs> but I would say, especially for you know parents who have kids who are going toward guitar, there are plenty of you know there's plenty of music out there that maybe we we don't want as much for our kids to steer toward. What a great way to get kids to fall in love with guitar! 
I, I mean, and for you to enjoy some peaceful sounds in your home are with Ben's uh, Ben's lessons here. But it's it's just fantastic. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks. And you know, I, I so one of the things that um, that you'll find on the site when this when when you publish this podcast because it's it's done. I just need to kind of get it up there, you know, across the T's and dots of my. So I have a, it's actually a series of lessons, um, that teach, uh, the very beginners how to play guitar and it's based off of four hymns. So it's four different hymns and I teach you those hymns. And then at the end of those four hymns, you now know all the chords and techniques that you need to now play most songs that you need to on the guitar. Okay, I am now going to commit to our audience that I am going to pick up a guitar when those come out, and I'm going to try. I've always wanted to. I've just never known never known where to start. So <laughs> I'm it, all in, Ben. And I'd also like to point out that it's all free. Um, I feel yes, like which it's is amazing. <laughs> well, I feel like it's uh, it's important for. I don't ever want money to be to get in the way from a uh, a, a teenager out there. Uh, or a kid wanting to learn how to play guitar or wanting to teach him themselves how to play guitar. Cause that's how I learned was teaching myself. Uh, I love it. Love it. Well, let's, uh, let's hear a little bit of the wayfaring stranger. Sure. <laughs> song Thanks. you know it's powerful even when you sing it off key like i did a little bit there but you know that kind of goes back to the whole thing of just embrace it you know it's just go I, for I it. didn't hear it at see all, exactly key, it's, it's but and you know uh, let's talk about how i think there's a good gospel message in that is that sometimes we're so critical of ourselves that we don't uh allow the good to come out because we're so worried about the bad that um, that we feel, I think, I feel like, you know, when you get past, yeah. when you get past that, that's when you can really do good and you can yeah, really perfection do good is the enemy of the good, you know, I love and our, our own perfectionism will, will kill us. This has just been so awesome. It, what's funny is like, I, so I'm looking through your list of songs and I just want to ask you to play all of them, but people <laughs> can certainly go to either your YouTube page and search for Mormon guitar they can go right to mormonguitar.com. They can go to their local Deseret bookstore and buy your CDs. They can go to deseretbook.com and they can download your music. And again, 
on both on mormonguitar.com and on YouTube, you know, the lessons are there. And mm-hmm. the lessons are obviously very popular as well. I mean, you've taught a lot of people how to play. And I think it's it's just phenomenal. This has been such a great conversation. And I just want to say, you know, you're a great inspiration, Ben. I think there are a lot of people who think, you know what? I paint, but I'm not great. I write poetry, but I would never share it with anybody because it's not that good. We all have that inside of ourselves. And you had that, but you overcame it. And now I'm looking at some of your videos with, you know, 120, 130, 150,000 views, whatever. I mean, just crazy numbers of views. And that's just off of YouTube and all the people that you've touched. I think it's a great challenge to our listeners and to myself and all of us to say, look, let's go out and build the kingdom. Let's take the gifts that we've been given. Because uh, to me, Ben, you hear your you hear your flaws or whatever. I hear perfection. I think it's just beautiful. Before I ask our last question, though, I have to know about your logo. Did you design that? I did. It is awesome. Well, it, thanks. Please go check out mormonguitar.com. But it's basically the top of a guitar. Uh, the headstock uh, of the guitar, yeah. Is that what that's called? Mm-hmm. I was looking for the word headstock. Yeah. So it's the headstock of a guitar with uh, a spire that makes it look like a temple. It is the coolest, coolest logo. Oh, thanks. I mean, if there's anything that screams Mormon guitar, it's uh, it's the top of a guitar with uh, looking like a temple. It <laughs> kind of took me a minute to figure out what it was, but I think it's just so cool. So, okay. well, this has been awesome. Again, please go check out mormonguitar.com to check out all of Ben's stuff. It, uh, you'll just, you'll get lost in it like, uh, like I was. It's just awesome. We're going to close out today with the question that we ask all of our guests and that is, uh, Ben, what does being a member of the church mean to you? That, that's really easy. The, being a member of the church means to me uh, that I have to love everybody, that I'm a disciple of Christ, and my number one priority is to love people. Uh, no matter what their faults are, whether I see them as faults or whatever, doesn't matter. It does not matter. My job as a member of Christ's church is to love e- is to love everyone. Um, I feel uh, I've felt a lot of love lately um, coming back uh, at me and it's it's been humbling. It, it, It's been humbling. And when I feel that, I think about what can I do to make other people feel that? Um, Because that's our job. That's not our job to judge each other. Our job is to love each other. I often think about, you know, when one of my kids is acting up that, um, you know, I'm already upset with them. Now, one of the, when their brother or sister starts, you know, trying to correct them, I'm now just as upset with them <laughs> as I was the original <laughs> that I, I often kind of draw that parallel with heavenly father that, you know, it's like, it's like, listen, I know they've got their issues. I'm dealing with that. I don't need you dealing with it too. You just love them. All right. Oh, and I awesome. feel like as member, as a member of the church of Jesus Christ, I feel like that is, that's the number one thing. To love. Oh, that's great. Ben, you are definitely making 
the world a better place, no question, and and sharing, uh, definitely building his kingdom and sharing his love. He is a singer, a guitarist, uh, a vocoder player, which I don't even know what a vocoder is, <laughs> but it's definitely on here and it sounds amazing. I mean, go check out Ukulele, love one another on Ukulele. Uh, it's just what Ben brings is, is a whole lot of joy, but uh, as a father and a husband and a musician, and uh, we would be robbing ourselves if we didn't have outro music. We call it intro music and outro music, but uh, <laughs> we are going to hear the song that Ben is probably most well known for and the one that maybe we as members of the church know best. This is uh, Ben playing I Am a Child of God. And my special thanks to my new friend, Ben Howington. He is so talented and just such a great guy. He's doing so many good things to get the word out there. And please go check him out on YouTube at mormonguitar.com on social media. Ben is just awesome. I look forward to someday getting to meet Ben in person. Uh, this week in my Latter-day life, I've been thinking back on the last few weeks. It's been uh, just a whirlwind of activity since last we were together. And uh, as part of it, and part of the reason to take the break, was school gets out and things, you know, get really busy. And Memorial Day weekend, we had such a fun weekend. It was actually my birthday. I am 47 years old. I'm a year older since the last time we were together. And we went out to the Bay Area, where my wife and I both grew up. And we spent some time in San Francisco, which was just so fun with our, our two youngest sons, we went and saw the area where I grew up, where my wife grew up. It was just really fun. And part of the reason for wanting to do it when we did it is that the Oakland Temple has been renovated and they were having their big open house. And my wife and I were married in the Oakland Temple. I took out my endowment at the Oakland Temple. And so we wanted to take our sons through to see it. And we got this great reservation. I mean, Saturday morning, first thing in the morning on Memorial Day weekend, so fortunate to have the reservation we had to go through and when we got there I just felt this wonderful sense of peace being there again and it was so fun we got to see our friends Mike and Marie Godfrey we bumped into them while we were there we bumped into some friends of mine from high school like it was just this incredible day that we had there and while we were there you know they started you off in groups and there's kind of a lot of waiting around a little bit and and uh, they, you watch a video about the importance of temples. And I was very touched by all of the people who had brought either seemingly non-members or members who were not active of their families. And they were explaining, here's what we do and here's why we're here. And I was just really mindful of them 
and so thoughtful and prayerful that they would be able to share something important. And I thought, what an incredible testimony builder for all these people. And there were people just from the community who knew nothing about our faith and who were going through this. And once we got done with the videos and we waited in a line for a little while, it was time to walk into the temple. And if you've been to an open house, you know that there's a, a point where you put on uh, booties as you go walking through because they've got all the light colored carpet throughout. And as we walked up, and I couldn't remember what they've done at other temple open houses, but there was a row of, they looked like uh, probably deacons and beehives. Maybe they were my maids. They could have even been priests and laurels and teachers. But it was these very young looking to me, young men and women who were all lined up sitting in chairs and there was kind of a metal bar and a place for you to slide your foot forward and as you stepped up rather than putting on your own booty these young men and women would take a little plastic booty and slip it over your shoe for you and they did that person after person after person now their backs are a lot younger and a lot stronger than mine but i felt so humbled and so blessed that they would do this service for me, that I didn't have to lean over and slip this little shoe cover over my shoes. And I was so touched by this act of service. And I just imagine that there must have been some people who were unfamiliar with our faith who also must have been touched at this testimony, that they would give this free service. We then walked through and toured the temple. What a blessing that was to see such a beautiful building and as we went to leave, there was another row of young men and young women leaning down to take off the shoe covers and to throw them away. It was incredible to me. I was so touched by these incredible, amazing young men and young women. Sometimes we think about testimony and we think about standing up in front of people and preaching. And other times there are quiet little things that even the least among us, these sweet little 12 and 13 year olds, were providing this incredible service. I'm grateful for their testimonies of the temple and so thankful to have that experience. And that's what's happening this week in my Latter-day life. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you sticking with us. I promise next time I take a break, I will let you know beforehand so that everybody knows what's going on. And please join us again next week when we have a very special guest I'm a little bit giddy. We've got someone I've wanted to have on the show for a long time, and we've actually got a few great guests coming up. So until next week, when we do meet again, please remember, as always, there is a great big beautiful world out there. So go be in it, just not of it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>